Welcome to Conscious Hypocrite. I am Carly. I'm Will. Uh, we're very late. We say that every week, but we're not that late. We on time. Kind of. Like I said, we're trying to... Like I said, this is my first time saying like I said. I haven't said anything I've been yet. under the weather yes. for the past four or five days. Um, yes, literally. Literally. So... I figured we had to get this out for you guys. At some point, at least before before Monday hits. Right. Uh, like I said, how many times can I say like I said? Even though I haven't said you anything You keep yet. saying like I said. <laughs> I think you're saying it on purpose. Uh, my point being that we're trying to record once a week. Right. That's what I mean when I said like I said. Because I think last week I said that we're trying to get an episode out every week. And so far we have. We might be like a right under a week maybe i don't know the only one really the only one judging is her just to let you guys know well what do you think you don't think we should have once a week uh, it's fine with the rate we're going at let's keep going okay good uh we fourth of july's happened yes fourth of july fourth of july i was in ventura oh uh, wait you probably should we're trying not to say where we where we're at right even though everybody knows probably just in for safety's sake you know yeah, I guess so. Will and I were not together for Fourth of July, I guess is the point I'm trying to make. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I had a good time celebrating barbecue. Fireworks are boring. I've realized that fireworks are kind of boring. They're kind of boring unless your friend has them. Like your personal friend. Yes, and you're standing next to them. And you're standing <laughs> right next to them. Yes. Also, I think I've been so used to seeing <sighs> fireworks like on the beach. Not being on a beach is like... We have to stand up and look at them. It's a little boring. Yeah. Right. Um... So, what did we get into this episode? What did we get into? Yes. We talked about Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Kawhi. And also, we talked about The Little Mermaid. Um, Quentin Tarantino. We talked we... about Quentin Tarantino. We <laughs> ran... We, long, we, long conversation. Long conversation. <laughs> um, we talked about uh, our queen, Megan Rapino. Yeah, we talked about Venus a little bit. No, wrong one. No, she won in Wimbledon. Serena. Oh, Serena, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she For like was like a hot second from, we talked about her. Yeah. Um, uh, we had some cool feedback from our lovely friends that we posted at the end of the show. Yeah. And that's about it. So we're going to get into... That's it, right? That's all we got to say. Yeah. Yeah. So we got sports up next. Kawhi. Kawhi. Everybody thought you would be a Laker. But you're a Clipper. Is that, that was your little song? That was a very, very sore subject for me. Yeah. Kawhi to the Clippers, man. So uh, that's one big sports news that's been going on. With Paul George. Kawhi is a Clipper now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There was another earthquake. Rumble, rumble, rumble. Westbrook went to the Rockets, too? Damn. Damn. Is there, is there more to add? Oh, Cousins is a Laker. I knew that was going to happen. I can see that Marcus happen. Marcus Cousins is yes. a Laker? Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, a lot a lot of stuff has happened in the NBA since the last time we recorded. But before we really get into those details, um, the homie Brett, shout out to Brett. I'm sure he doesn't mind his name being on the podcast. Um, go, I, go Dodgers. Go Dodgers. I got to hang out with some of my... Friends I don't get to see that often for 4th of July. 
and Brett was one of them, and he's a Laker fan. And when the Kawhi decision happened, he texted me and he said, did Will jinx it by saying he wanted Kawhi, he thought it would be cool for Kawhi to be a Clipper. So he thought Will jinxed jinxed Kawhi not being a Laker and being a Clipper instead. So I actually isolated the audio from the last episode. And Will says it would be cool either way. He doesn't necessarily say that he predicted him to be a Clipper, but he did say that it would be cool. So I'm going to add that. It would just even out the playing field. Well, I'm going to show, I'm going to actually play the audio of what you said. So we can run it back. And hopefully we will know if Kawhi is a Laker or what other... You know, moves I w- have been made. Of all these moves went down, of course I like Kawhi Leonard go be a Laker, so Lakers could win some championships. But also, if he stays in Toronto or he goes to another Western team like the Clippers, that also would be dope. Okay, so that was the audio from last week. So Will kind of said it would be cool either way, but he didn't specifically say that he thought Kawhi was going to be a Clipper. But Kawhi's a Clipper now. He's a Clipper now. So as a Laker fan, I have to deal with that. And he brought the homie Paul George with him. Yes. So in that domino effect, when Paul George went to the Clippers... Uh Uh-huh, when Paul George went to the Clippers... Um, Westbrook said he'd be open to being traded... So there was all this stuff going on there. He might go to the Heat. And he ended up going to the Rockets to reunite with James Harden. In that, Chris Paul got traded to Oklahoma for some draft picks. I don't know anything about um, OKC fans, but I don't know. Would they be? Do you think they're upset by all this? Do you think they're happy that, that the whole dynamic is shifting, that they have a chance to... They don't got a choice. Well, I know they don't have a choice, but I'm saying like... This didn't seem like a fair deal to me, but you said that... All I'm going to tell you is Oklahoma City got about 15 first-round draft picks. They are about to reload their whole roster. Yeah. Uh, so when you say 15 uh, first-round draft... first 15, what, first-round draft picks? Uh, yeah, like first-round, second-round. They got a lot of draft picks. I'm going to just tell you that. Well, when do they get to cash those out? The next coming year. That's it? And they'll be coming. They'll, some of them, they get to choose what year. Some They don't even have to pick them. Like, I don't know those whole details. That's so weird. But they have, like, 15 draft picks. That's super weird. Like, first round and second round. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, new horses in the stable. And the Suns got Oubre? Oh, Kelly Oubre. That's, the, that's the, another new one. Yeah, I thought, I, thought, I thought the Lakers should have picked up Kelly Oubre, but mm-hmm. apparently he can't hit the three. Yeah. But so... Whatever. And Cousins is a Laker, yes. reunited with Anthony Davis. So the Lakers are not uh, slouching in their roster. Well, pe- people, are, they, they, pe- people are saying that this is making the whole NBA playing field a little more even. I mean, the West is still very the strong, but they're saying not, that, yeah. that... I mean, I guess more even in the sense that it's not all about the Warriors. It's like... As far as the West goes, the Clippers are going to be contenders. Lakers will be somewhere on the scene. Um, we're going to have Houston, uh, Brooklyn, perhaps. Yeah, he's on the East Coast. That's what I'm, but I'm saying the whole, I'm saying the whole. The whole playing field NBA? Yes. Even, I'm saying even though the West is looking stronger than the East, I'm saying it's looking a little more even-ish, whereas it was very lopsided toward yeah, the West just, for the last however many seasons. 
Yeah, it's a lot of uh, dynamic duos. Yes. You know. Yes. Are there any more basketball thoughts to add to this? More basketball thoughts to add to this. I heard, uh, Lam- this is not news really worthy, and I don't know how many people actually who aren't Laker fans or basketball fans actually know Lamar Odom outside of his connection to the Kardashians, but I heard Lamar Odom got kicked out of... Uh, the big three or whatever. The that, big three. That's crazy. He got kicked. He. I don't know. Didn't know, I don't know that. If, I don't know the details, but I know he was let go of that. I don't know anything about that, and I, I follow one of my homies that I used to play AAU ball with, mm-hmm. Frank Robinson, and he's on that big three with Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom, or he was. He was. Lamar, so I don't know the details about that, but that's other Ew. random basketball stuff. Wow. Yes. Shout out to you, Frank. Keep doing your thing, bro. But Lamar Odom, <laughs> most people may know him as. Khloe Kardashian's ex, but I knew him as a Laker. He playing with No Chill Gil. Yeah, Gilbert Arenas is on the. Yeah, big he's three on too? the. He's on the team with Frank and. Oh dang! Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Royce White and another cat. Um, do you want to go tennis next or soccer? Um, tennis, I what I have for tennis is very brief. Let's talk about tennis. Okay, so. Um, last week we talked about the 15 year old phenom <laughs> Corey Goff. I said her name wrong. I said Gaff, I think, last week because um, I had it misspelled on my computer. But Corey Goff, the 15-year-old, she's out now um, of Wimbledon. She made it pretty far, but she's out now. Um, Serena is on to the finals. Serena's on to the finals. She was knocked out. She was in a mixed mix doubles, which is where you play with another um, person of, an, of the opposite gender. Um, and they're not, they're out, but her in singles, her herself is moving on to the finals. Oh, she moved on to the finals. Yeah. She I watched on. one game and she had like 19 aces. Yeah. That might've been the Crazy. semifinals or the that quarterfinals. Was a, yeah. That was the semifinals, I believe. Yeah. I've been home sick. Yes. And it was just watch stuff. Yeah. So <coughs> that's tennis stuff. Um, soccer. The World Cup happened almost a week ago. It was last Sunday. About a week ago. Yeah. And um, uh, Megan Rapino, our queen, my new fave, she played. And Sounds like a fine wine. Rapino. Yeah, it's a Rapino. nice Rapino. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And the best part of the game to me was in the very beginning when they were doing the national anthem of each country. It was uh, United States versus the Netherlands. And uh, all of the women's U.S. soccer team had their hands over their hearts. Some were had their head down or some, you know, um, were singing along or whatever. Megan Rapino stoic ass face no hand over her heart looking dead straight ahead looking like a g like i don't give a fuck about none of this bullshit and apparently so i am very late to the game as far as her because apparently people who are more familiar with professional soccer have been following her for a long time but she was like the only one to take a knee in soccer when all that Colin Kaepernick stuff was oh, happening. No and there's all these pictures of her where she took a knee and she stood up for all that stuff. Damn. And yeah, really dope. Um, equal pay, too, for the women's yes, soccer. Yes, and we're going to get to that. Oh, we're going we're gonna to get to that. you didn't know about. We're going to get I mean, that was a big part of the whole end of the, of the whole game in this whole, this whole conversation. So uh, the game happens. To be honest, it was extremely boring. It's, it's, soccer is more interesting when you're close closer to it but on tv it's kind of boring especially when they don't score a goal within like the first 70 minutes of the game which is pretty much what happened and the the first goal was um a penalty kick so basically there was a um 
some sort of a foul. Uh, yeah, on the Netherlands. And so the United States got a penalty kick. And I don't know what was going on with the goalie for the Netherlands, but I could have seen where that ball was going to go. And she went the opposite direction. And you got glasses. On. And I got glasses. Mm. Right. But uh, so I would have been really upset if we won just off a penalty kick. But then. Would you? Um, well, yeah, because I feel like that's not a good way to, like, that's not the best way to win. It's just on okay. a penalty kick. Right. And, and there's only one goal for the whole the whole game. Yeah, win is a win, man. Anyway, so there was a second goal. Um, Rapino, I believe, I think, she, um, yeah, she scored the second goal. And um, and they won. You know, the, the second goal, I think, was within the last 10, 15 minutes of the game. So they won, and Rapino got the golden boot or the golden cleat or whatever yeah, it's called, which is essentially the MVP. Trophy. But so everyone in the crowd after they won was was chanting "equal pay, equal pay, equal pay," which was pretty cool. And I actually have here's the cr- the the crazy part about this whole equal pay stuff because it's even worse than I really knew about. So, um, <coughs> Will sick? He's coughing. Okay, so. Here's how much the players get paid for winning a game. Uh, the men's team get paid $17,000 for winning a game. The women get paid $1,000 for win- I mean it's seven I'm 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 what do you call it, where you go rounding over. it off. Yeah, I'm rounding it off, but the the men get 17,000 and the women get 1,000. If they lose a game, the men get 5,000 and the women don't get any money for losing. <laughs> um if the team makes a makes the World Cup, the men get sixty eight thousand and the women get fifteen thousand. Okay. Um, the men get nine million uh, for performing during the World Cup, and the women get two million. All right, you you bring up that great fact, but what is interesting too, and I don't have the the. Uh, is that this is the most watched? Yeah, this sport. is the that's, most. That's the whole thing. Is there and, and the man's the man's ratings were down super low, and yeah. the women's ratings were up. That's the thing. Yeah. So like these women, so much money is being made off of these women, and they're getting you know, the World Cup views, TV views, endorsement stuff, and they're not getting paid at all close to what the men are getting paid. So hopefully that's going to change it's after sh- them winning and getting to talk about it, and it being more in the public eye. It should be equal because it's under the U.S. A brand. Right. But I don't know how that Yeah, works. exactly. Anyway. I don't know how that works either. Um, but especially since the, the, the episode we, uh, we touched on this in the last episode where uh, their jerseys were the most sold soccer jerseys on Nike.com were the, 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 the USA women's. So uh, Rapino was, I believe she was on CNN. That's where I saw this interview. But she was talking about how, because she was famous for saying that she didn't want to go to the fucking White House, which we played a few episodes ago. And she did say, however, that although they're not going to go to the White House, she would like to go to Congress. Because the thing about her going to the White House is it's like... It doesn't She feels anything. like it's not going to affect anything. It's going to be her, them and Trump taking a picture, her eating Burger King, Trump either saying some slick shit or it just being publicity. like a weird... But like kind of a weird politically coded publicity yeah. thing. And it's like, where, even... whereas she would much rather go to Congress and actually have conversations with these people who right. she thinks she can actually make a change. Exactly. Exactly. So that's what's going on uh, with all that stuff. Um, I believe we'll have more info about when they visit and what they do. And we will be seeing more of uh, Megan Rapino and the rest of the soccer team at some point. Yeah. Did you want to 
Also, to add, Mayweather finally lost. Oh. I don't know if y'all know, he finally hit the canvas. So what happened? Shout out to I... Bone Collector. It was a celebrity game. Uh, Who's a Bone Collector? A bone Collector is a... Uh, He's a street basketball dude. What's like his a, name, though? I don't know his okay. government name. He's known by the Bone Collector. Oh, all right. It's fine. Um, <laughs> anyway, he crossed Mayweather up, hit a jumper over him. Everybody laughed. But you know how Mayweather is at the end of the day. That's Money May. Yeah. I, I got millions, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was pretty funny to see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, does that it for sports? That's it for sports, y'all. That's it for sports. Okay, moving on. So for our conscious hypocrite part of the segment, we're going to talk about The Little Mermaid and how it's caused a little uh, friction or uproar. Yeah, I don't know how much of this is actually real or just internet clickbait because people are... Supposedly, there's lots of racists who are apparently upset that uh, Halle Bailey is playing, a black actress is playing Ariel in the Disney remake of Little Mermaid. But I don't know how, if if lots of people are angry or if it's just the people who are angry are getting all these clicks so it's seeming like it's more people than it actually is. Yeah, I mean... It's kind of strange to me that people are upset that uh, a character... A cartoon character, a fictional character, a mythical creature, a make-believe fictional creature, not even a human, really. Yeah, is being changed in a a, a film. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you know what's cool about it? Seeing a person in color in the movie. You know what I'm saying? So little brown girls can be proud. They can Those see themselves. See themselves. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Totally. And I don't see any problem in that. Mm -hmm. I think it would be really cool if they give her dreads. If they give her dreads. That would be really sick. That would be really, that would really piss people off. That'd be dope. If she's got, you know, just dreads waving or or braids or something, locks or braids or something in the, in the, in the moving in the ocean. We ain't seen her daddy yet. No, we haven't. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm hoping her, I'm hoping they cast, um. What's his face from us and from uh, from Black Panther? Queen Latifah supposed to be Ursula or some shit like nah, that. Nah, I don't nah. think that's gonna happen. I think nah. Queen Latifah's Ursula. Dude. Nah, I don't think that's gonna happen. All right, that's just my shot in the dark prediction. Nah, I want Lizzo. I want Lizzo to be Ursula. Okay. That's what I want. Um, yeah. So I had another like trippy thought about it all, and. You know, seeing that it's a black re- representation in the movie, and you know, a lot of black people are getting jobs off this. You got black uh, actors in there. You got black uh, directors. You mean in movies, in where, movies there, where there's, represent, where there's black a rep- representation? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, a lot. Yeah. So a lot of people are, you know, making money and making moves with this stuff. But also, what I just thought about is the black spending power in America and it's it's just getting people of color to go out and support the movie, mm-hmm. you know, which, you know, other races don't spend their money like that on entertainment. They're, You're saying that the black dollar, when, 
when when black people come out to support something, it raises way more money than than other groups. Yeah, because yeah. they come out and support it. Yes. Uh huh. You know, and that was one other thing that I was just thought about, but you know. Well, you were thinking about how, you know, representation is important and it's giving black people these these jobs in these movies and stuff, but but these bigger corporations. Are are you are you thinking these bigger corporations are only doing it so that they can make money and we don't know what the true values of these big corporations are and so maybe this is just a political ploy just to make money? Right. That's what you were. I think that's the the, right. the, the angle you were thinking of. That that yes. Um. Like how they turned Will Smith into the genie, black genie, and that was cool. But nobody's tripping off. It being Will Smith, like they didn't, they didn't pick Jim Carrey or right, right, somebody no, but, that was. Well, yeah, maybe because the genie is already kind of well. Then it's, a, it's a, a mermaid, sa- yeah, it's, it's the true. same thing. That's very true because it's a fucking mermaid. It's a mermaid, yeah, and the genie's true. not real either. I that's don't care. True. That's very true. I have more problem of Will Smith being a genie that was an enslaved character, right, and right. now he's black, right. But nobody had a problem with that. I guess that was my well, weird ass. White people see white people see Will Smith as this non-racial person. Hey Amen. Some black people got a problem with the Little Mermaid being black. Yeah. Will just took a sip of his wine. That was why there was that pause. Yeah, pause. Um, but anyway, like, I mean, the D- Disney doesn't have the best history track when it comes to representation of characters or not being racist <laughs> you know we we could take it back to dumbo um uh-huh. i remember seeing those old cartoons of um donald duck where he's like kind of uh trying making fun of asian people and there was like this whole nazi scene there's a lot of weird old disney stuff from back yeah, in the you day got, I you gotta go clips of. you gotta go back into like the 1940s vault you know? yeah even 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 og peter pan with the the like native people being like red red skinned and all the songs they were singing and stuff just yeah. like with D- the songs they were singing like Dumbo and the kind of crows that were doing the whole minstrel kind of thing so 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 another thing um if people have a problem with Ariel being black you better get used to it because Disney owns the rights to Marvel and they're coming out with a whole bunch of new characters that are going to be black um, like the black Spider-Man, they might make a black Superman. You- well, I, I think I think the difference in that is that, I don't know if they own that. But yeah. Well, but the, but the, I guess maybe the difference with that is a lot of these black characters in the Marvel universe were black in comic books first. Okay. So like Miles Morales, who was the new Spider-Man in Into the Spider-Verse, Miles Morales was a Spider-Man character in comic books before any of this stuff ever happened. Okay. And the new Iron Man is a black girl, and I think her name is Iron Heart, and so that she's showing up in the comic books first. Uh-huh. And so eventually they're going to be making her into um into a movie, I'm sure. And the the other difference is that these are different people. So Miles Morales is different than what's the f- first Spider-Man's name? Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Peter Parker. These are different people who just became Spider-Man. Whereas they're saying Ariel's supposed to be white and this is Ariel and she's supposed to be white. And also the, apparently the red a lot of these red-headed girls are upset because this was their only red-headed representation. Wow. Even though there can be black people with red hair. Oh, <laughs> so, there can be. Huh? So it's like no, black people can have red hair too, but yeah, apparently there's some redheaded uh, women who are not too happy about this. But 
The, Maybe she'll the, still have red the, hair. Do y'all know Betty Boot was black? <laughs> y'all know that? Oh, man. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> okay, oh. so... Uh, this... Oh. So, Never mind. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. It's like this This character was... This, the people seem to be upset because it's this character that's changing race. And I would be upset if there was a black character that they made white. But the thing is, a lot of black characters, or characters of color, I guess you could say, part of their story usually has to do with race. So if you made them white, it would just take away part of their story. Whereas a lot of the times, these white characters, these characters who are portrayed as white, race didn't have anything to do with their storyline. There was nothing about... Ariel's whiteness in The Little Mermaid because she's a freaking mermaid. It wasn't about her being... It was about her being a mermaid. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, you couldn't... I, Prince, Prin, uh, Princess and the Frog is one of my favorite movies. I wrote a gigantic paper on it when I was in grad school. And part of her... Her storyline is her growing up in, like, a post-Civil War New Orleans and having to deal with, you know not having money and living uh, in time in segregate and being in a segregated place basically. And yeah, that was a big part of her character pretty much. And the music and the food and how that was mixed in with the storyline. So if they made her white, it wouldn't make sense. <laughs> you know? I mean, if y'all got a problem with Ariel being switched around a cartoon character, think about actual, um, humans. Who serve, yes, because there, there, there are a lot of movies which have been in the news of uh, these real life characters who all of a sudden are being played by white actors in the movies. Um, one recent one was Aloha. Why am I forgetting this white woman's name? I saved it. Oh yeah, here we go. Uh, Emma Stone uh, played a, I think she was uh, part Hawaiian, part Japanese character. And it happens a lot more with Asian people than it does with other races these days, I feel like, where Hollywood feels like they can get away with having white people play Asian people because they maybe think it's like, this is close enough. <laughs> like, right. So that seems to be happening a lot, especially with things that are adapted from anime or things that are adapted from other Japanese or Chinese things where they just yeah. take something and make it just put white actors in it i watch dragon ball z all the time and they came out with this bunk ass movie and it was a bunch of white same with avatar the last airbender which everyone was upset about uh same with death note same with lots of i mean and i mean you could argue that some of the characters are supposed to be american maybe but it's like i don't know there's so many asian americans (laughs) like there's so many asian americans you could use there's so many yeah come on yeah so yeah, I can understand people being being upset when it's a real character. How long taking. ago was The Little Mermaid even made? How long ago was that? 90s, early can 90s. Can we make a remake of whatever it is? Like, it doesn't matter. That's the thing, too, is it's like people were talking about being so attached to this character. Yeah. And here's the thing is Little Mermaid was my favorite movie growing up. I used to... My dad would pretend he was King Triton. I would dance around the TV. I was obsessed with Little Mermaid. And never did I... Never did... This does not upset... None of this upsets me. Because it's a freaking mermaid. I mean... It's a freaking mermaid. It's a fucking mermaid. I mean, if anything, this makes me feel... Because I know sometimes 
the opposite might not be true. Whereas like little girls can, little girls, little dark skin girls can still really identify with these characters and still love these movies. But just it makes such an such an impact to see themselves represented because there's so few others. Whereas it's like if there's a little a little black mermaid, uh, freaking Susan or Karen or whatever little white girl. She's going to be cool with the Black Mermaid. And then she's also going to be cool with all these other white princesses and other things. I don't think she's going to care either way. She's going to yeah. be down. But it's like she can also has the ability to see herself in all of these people. Whereas the little dark skin girl maybe doesn't have. She can't see all those people. More they both can. They both positive can, images. Right. Right. Because exactly. a lot of negative images are blurred on the media. Right. And. Uh. Yeah, a really, it's funny. A really good friend of mine asked me to do a painting for her of a black mermaid. And this was like a while ago. Right. Because she is really into the idea of like Afrofuturism and Afro science fiction. Because there's not really that many... When you think of science fiction and when you think of mythology and fantasy, you never really see black characters. So it's like whenever there's these future verses or these other worlds, it's like, so are these other worlds just full of white people? Like, is science fiction, is fantasy, is future, is, are those concepts only for white people? Are those, because you never see anybody darker in any of these places. So I think this is an important move for just science fiction and for having black people in these different Man, we better, genres. we better be careful, dude. You know, they made a black, we got Obama, then they gave us Trump. Oh, we got we got a black little mermaid. What's gonna happen after this, dude? Right. <laughs> right. But so going back to what you said about um about these studios making money, right? Right. Because I think the the benefit of seeing these big studios making uh money off of black casts and black writers and 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 black people's spending power yeah. is that you do see a lot of these shows are getting the chance to be made whereas maybe they weren't have gotten made in the past right so it's like giving more opportunities for people who are like oh well to people them- obviously want to see these black sitcoms or these black whatever so we're going to give these writers these stories chances that maybe they wouldn't have gotten the chance the chance to because for so long people were like nobody's going to watch this this isn't going to make money you know yeah and it's giving this new generation to build their yeah. status in the game and there, then come out with their their material, what they want to do. There's a show coming out to HBO in August, which I'm really excited about, and it's called A Black Lady Sketch Show, and it's created by Robin Thede, and she was on Larry Wilmore's show. She was okay. one of the correspondents. And this is the first sketch comedy sketch show um, with a black... I, th- I don't know if it's black woman or black in general. Uh, head writer, head director of any sketch show ever. So it's not just like this is new for this channel. It's like there's never been a head a black head writer of a comedy sketch show. There's never been a black head director of a comedy sketch. Like this is all 2019. This is all happening now because of this show that's coming out in August in HBO. So it's like HBO's is big conglomerate, it's probably run by a bunch of white guys, but it's it's giving black writers and black creators a platform to create stuff, which is going to lead the way for other people. Yes. You know, like, now we have Atlanta, now we have Insecure, now we have um, Snowfall, The Chai, like, all these shows that are out now that I can name off the top of my head, and there's probably, you know, a ton more that we wouldn't have seen, like, ten years ago, you Mm -hmm. know? Wouldn't have got the chance. Let Ice Cube get some stations, yo. Ice Cube? Yes. 
he's trying to buy. Oh, he's trying to buy like twenty-one television stations. Television station. Yeah. And they they're blocking Q from buying the stations. Huh. Yes. That's interesting. That is interesting. Um. Okay. So we got Black Little Mermaid. Yeah, we did. I think we wrapped it up. I want to see her with locks, though. You want to see cool. her? I don't know if it's gonna happen, but I want to see her with locks. I think that'd be really cool. That would be really cool. Yeah. Um. And honestly, I really don't. I mean, I think some people are upset about it. I honestly think most of this is just clickbait that we see on the internet. I don't know, or people trolling. Like I, maybe this is just me being in my little bubble. But yeah, I'm in my little bubble. I think real. I think the racists that are the, the. Well, I mean, everyone, many people, people are, think differently. Lots though. of people are racist in different ways. People think differently. But yeah, there's a lot of people probably aren't worried about the Little Mermaid. They're worried about other stuff. I mean, other other racist worries. Probably. Some people are just bothered that. I mean, I think I think maybe these people don't think they're being racist. I think that's what it is. I think these people who are talking about it think this is just like a whole, a whole. It's not about race. It's about me me valuing this character, you know? Right. They're attached to the character. Yes. Like, you can't change her. Right. Don't change anything about her. Right. Don't don't change Sebastian either. And maybe they don't, they don't think that that's racist. They don't think that that's racist. What? You know how many movies have been redone? Like, they're originally books, and they flip them into movies, mm-hmm. and they change the book. Yeah. <laughs> people just are so... People are so up in arms about being called racist which makes sense because i mean it's it's a shitty thing to be but so many people are just a little bit racist and it's so and that's something you gotta either you gotta deal with personally <laughs> like instead of getting defensive and being like oh i'm not racist like maybe just try to understand where the other side is coming from take three deep breaths and think about it so I was listening to W. Kamau Bell. He is the guy who does that show on CNN called United Shades of America. You remember? He's like a yeah. really tall black guy with yeah. glasses and like salt Houston, pepper hair. Yeah. And he was saying like, you should be okay with liking something and not defending it. Like, it's okay for you to like something, but you also don't have to make up all this craziness to try to defend your point. You could just say, yeah, it's kind of fucked up. It's kind of racist. I still like it. Like, that's the whole thing. Mm. Like, I know so many people who are offend. So many, I should say, so many black people who are offended by Quentin Tarantino. Because he ma- he writes this dialogue where he his character gets to say the N-word. Or he mm. writes Samuel L. Jackson saying the N-word every other, every other word. And yeah, when it comes from Sam Jackson's mouth, it sounds great. But you then you realize, wow, Quentin Tarantino used... Um, 322 N-words in Who this called movie. him out for that? Who called Lo- him? Well, didn't, didn't Spike Lee or say <laughs> Lots of people called him out for it. And here's the thing. I can like Pulp Fiction. I can like Django. I can like all that stuff. But I could also uh, totally agree with you. Right. <laughs> and that's the thing. Because a lot of times you see these intellectual liberal types saying like, well, if you only understood that the um, the history of Quentin Tarantino, where he got this from, and that's why he's using that, and that makes it not not right. Ra- it's like, no, you can accept that it's racist, and you can accept that that's shitty, but you can also say like, you know, maybe I like this movie though, and maybe that means you don't buy it, and maybe that means you just watch it when it comes on Showtime or whatever. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, okay it's okay for you to like something and also disagree with <laughs> the stuff in it. You don't need to make up these uh, 
these pseudo intellectual arguments that you don't really believe in just to defend your point because you feel like it makes you racist for supporting this thing. And maybe it does a little bit, but I mean, it's like, that's the thing is it's like, you have to understand, like, I think this is funny. I think this is a cool line, but I'm also the one who's not being affected by this. So I have to let this person, I have to let these people feel how they feel and if That's you're being valid. if you're being affected by it, you need to evaluate yourself. That's all I'm saying. Well, I don't mean affected by I <laughs> What? Well, I mean like Some people are really bothered by this. Up in arms. Well, because it's it's uh like I mean you mean bothered by what? By Quentin Tarantino saying the N-word? Is that what you mean? Well, that's a whole other thing. But what do you say bothered by this? What do you mean? I just want you to specifically say because we talked a lot about a lot of stuff. Well, I know how Quentin, Quentin Tarantino, he's, he's, he's different. I mean, he overuses it, though. Right. So maybe he's just trying to to use it to where you don't feel bothered by it anymore? Well, like, that's the thing is it's like Quentin Tarantino could probably make great films without even doing some of the racial racial stuff he does right? in his movies. You yeah. know. I think he does it to to do like It's talk, like a shock factor yeah, kind of thing. And yeah. like talk pieces on it afterwards. Think pieces and talk yeah, totally. But he's also like it reminds me of those white boys that I grew up with who were who would say that kind of stuff just to be edgy or shocking. And right. it's like and if you're in a space when it's like when all these white people around you are trying to be edgy and shocking and you're the only person who is, a, you know, it's like that's still having power over you, you know? Yeah, you're right. It's strange. It's like, you're right. this is maybe off. I don't know if this is off topic or on topic, but it's like the space that you're in obvi- and the people you're around obviously makes a difference. Like if, tell me what you think about this. Right. <laughs> so like, in some of our other episodes, you were talking about uh, the Warriors and, like, Steph Curry and stuff. Yeah. And you were making, like, light skin jokes, right? You were right. like, the DeBarge Brothers, whatever. That's funny. I, we can laugh about that or right. whatever. You can talk to whoever else and laugh about that. But is that, like, if, if it's me and other white people joking about light, like, light skin black people, does that seem kind of messed up? <laughs> you get what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like we're making fun of... Like, well, look, if you could even... So if you could reference it, you know, and you're not coming off like a racist, that shit's funny. Like, uh, you know about the DeBarge Brothers? Yeah, all right. But I wouldn't... Ne- I mean, I don't know if I would ever... I don't know if I would... I don't think I would ever say this to you, but I definitely <laughs> wouldn't say this in a group of only white people where would be like, look at him and his light skin feelings. Like, you know what I mean? That's like making... That's like race. Like, <laughs> it's like not okay. Well, like, it's f- okay f- for f- First, 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 you got to ask that person, how many light skinned people do you really know? You know? I have f- light skinned people in my family. You know what I mean? But like, it's is it, it's funny because they're closer to to in proximity to whiteness. Like, imagine if it was flipped and it's white people sharing, talking about a, a joke about might- dark... About dark-skinned people. Doesn't that seem worse? I mean, they might not be white, though. They just might have a different... I'm talking... I'm just giving you hypothetical situations. Okay, I'm right. saying, like... Like, it would... You're... I get what you... I get... It's not... It's not okay to have anything like that when your group is just white people. That makes it totally different than if you have a mixed group of friends. Or it's, like, me and you talking or whatever. Like, the audience that you have 
makes things totally different. Well, just like that's why Dave Chappelle quit his show is because I mean, when he had the Chappelle show, because he was realizing he was making all these jokes and like people were coming up to <laughs> all these white people were coming up to him being like, say, say a Rick James, bitch, say Rick James, bitch. Right. And he's realizing like, Yes, my comedy is very universal. Like, everyone thinks the show is funny. But when I go to these shows or whatever, it's like all these white people are watching me sort of. He's not making fun of black people, but he's like, he's letting them in on this joke that is not really okay for them to go and then repeat back to their white friends. I got what you're saying. And that's that's the issue. You have to know the spaces that you're doing it in and that's why it's like yeah i make that joke with all my black friends why 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 it's okay for certain comics to joke <laughs> about certain things and because it's like who that's why it's okay for asian comics to make fun of white people and maybe it's not okay for white comics to make fun of like it all depends on context it all depends on your audience like if you're a white guy making fun of asian people in front of a room full of white people that seems like you're it's like who's the oppressor in the situation you know if you're a white guy making fun of black people in an all-black comedy club, you're going to get laughs because that guy's got some balls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you better be funny. You, that, and you, and you better be funny, yeah. Versus a white guy making fun of black people and there's only white people he's talking to. That sounds like, you yeah, know, yeah, that saw, sounds like the intro to a fucking clan meeting. Yeah, I've seen some <laughs> comics on stage as white women I've mm-hmm. seen on stage in an all-white audience making black jokes. That shit's weird. And I've seen that before, and that shit is weird yeah. as fuck. Yeah. So I do, I think, was that Amy Schumer? I think that might have been Amy Schumer. I don't even Schumer. know. <laughs> There's a few, yeah. I don't know. We ain't saying no names. Yeah. I've seen it, though. That Yeah, it's very strange. Okay. Hopefully, I mean, we, that was a lot of stuff into yeah. one conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully that was if you're enlightening listening, in some way. I guess. Thanks. This kind of, <laughs> I think you said. That. If you're still listening, thanks. I think you said that before. Uh, I mean, yeah, that I, that we can connect that as to us being conscious hypocrites because it's like there are spaces where we feel like it's okay to do stuff. Places where it's not okay to do stuff. Um, there's stuff that I like that is probably racist that I'm not going to defend, and I'll be able to assess that it's racist, and maybe that means like I think twice about talking about it to other people or think twice about spending money on what it is or whatever, you know? Yeah. Same with when we talked about misogyny and rap, like. Right. Yeah. I mean, me personally, I ain't going to Disneyland because they got got too much money. (laughs) But in some ways, I still support Disney. Yes. I will be seeing The Lion King. They own, they own ESPN. Yeah. I watch ESPN all the damn time. You know what's wild that I found out recently too? So Rupert Murdoch, he's the guy who owns Fox News, okay. right? He just bought Vice too. Oh, fuck. So he's got Fox News and Vice, and he's just gonna watch these two sides go against each other, like the far oh, left and the far right. Fuck. So it's like all of this stuff. It's like follow the money. Who owns? Who owns everything? Let Cube get some stations. Let Ice Cube get some stations. And in the episode when we talked about um, the Lion sleeps tonight, like, like I'm still gonna go see the Lion King. This is heavy conscious hypocrite. I'm still going to go see The Lion King, even though that dude's family who wrote it that's in South Africa right now, I don't think they're getting much money from it at all, if hopefully, any. Hopefully Beyonce or... Jay-Z. It's one of them giving them some money because there's a lot of black people in this movie. And hopefully they heard about that documentary and, yeah. I, and hopefully they could 
give them some, give yeah. them some coin. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now we're going to move on to some notes and questions from our lovely listeners. Okay, so we did get one question and one kind of comment feedback stuff that I'm going to play for you guys. This first question, uh, we don't know if he wants his name said, so we're just going to call him RJ. Yeah. So he's got a question for us. And I just had a quick question for you. Um, How come you always say conscious welcome to conscious hypocrite? It's not hypocrites. It's you and Carly talking. So I'll just be surprised you always say welcome to conscious hypocrite. Okay, so why are we called conscious hypocrite? That was the question. Yeah, that's essentially what he's asking. So I have three or why? Yeah, why are we not conscious hypocrites, basically? So I have a few thoughts about this and you can tell me what you think. First thought was when we started this, this was Will's, this, I, this was Will's I, baby. And I just ended up talking a lot on it. So that's one, that's one reason. Right. Right. As, as you can tell from right now when I keep talking. Um, second thing is I think of conscious hypocrite as like universal. Right. Like we are the, all, all, we, are all we are, we are the conscious, the conscious hypocrite. hypocrite. Yes. Exactly. But also. Also, and this is actually probably the biggest one, is there's a podcast called Brilliant Idiots, and um, that's Charlemagne the God's podcast, and Brilliant Idiots, to me, sounds really similar to Conscious Hypocrites, because it's like two, it's like an opposite thing, and then it's also pluralized. I just think Conscious Hypocrites sounds like Brilliant Idiots, and so I think Conscious Hypocrite sounds a little more concise and better. I don't know. Didn't know all that, but. Yeah, well, I'm telling you right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's called conscious hypocrite. Yeah. Because it's universal. Yeah, that, that's a- what I think. Everybody's a conscious hypocrite. Right, yes. I'm just trying to get your face on the logo. That's all I'm trying to do. Oh, my face? Yeah. That's your, a- your face is much easier. Is much, your face looks much cooler to draw. I feel like when I add my face, that's like adding a goofy element to it. Because I feel like I can't draw me not looking goofy. Whereas you, I can make more stylized. Me, it's like a little goofy. I always do You saying you look goofy or what? Huh? You saying you look Listen, goofy? Listen, man. Yes. <laughs> First of all, I've been told that I have a face and voice for radio. I'll let you take that how you want to take it. Yes. Okay, so next up, um, my lovely friend, our lovely friend, Jasmine, was kind enough to review, uh, what the fuck is that movie called? The Silence. She actually drank some wine and sent me this email where she's talking about how she liked the movie but didn't like the movie because she um had a lot of questions about it we did too <laughs> i know that's what i'm saying if you don't remember the silence was that damn movie on netflix with those weird little bat pterodactyl things and that they were they would attack you if you if you talked egyptian bats <laughs> <laughs> man Losing it right now. Yeah, it's all good. Um, so <laughs> please watch the silence and tell us what you think. It's on Netflix still. Yeah, watch but it. But Jasmine was also she's a big horror movie buff, and so she had some uh, suggestions of movies to see. And if you ain't seen Zombiever, check that oh, out. Oh, Zombievers! Oh, just to, throw, Zombievers. just to throw that out before you say whatever you're about to say. I don't even know if that's on Netflix anymore. Zombievers is a great movie if you can find it anywhere. But Jasmine had some very good horror recommendations for us, and I'm going to put that in right here. I really enjoy Ari Aster's films. He's the dude who did Hereditary, 
and somehow he's connected to the witch. I don't think he directed it. Maybe he was a producer. And he just came out with Midsummer, And that movie is dope. You should go see that movie. I mean, you don't have to go see that movie, but I would recommend that movie. Um, really awesome. Just the environment of that film is also a character, which I kind of really appreciate. And yeah, just the originality of that story is so dope. And I think that's something I really appreciate in a scary psychological thriller is a story I've never seen before. And those are kind of hard to come by. Um, so yeah, I guess I like this movie, but not in a satisfying way. Again, like I said, it left me with a lot of questions. If I could recommend, uh, some other films for you to see other than Midsummer, I think you could find this film on Netflix, but it's called It Follows. It is a mystery thriller with a really crazy concept and a story. It kind of dips its toes into the B-movie formula, which in my mind is like, oh, it's a little scary. It's a little campy. And it leaves you asking a lot of questions at the end, not in a good way. Um, Also, there's a movie called Goodnight Mommy. And it's a German film, so it does have subtitles, so you kind of have to pay attention to that. I don't know if y'all like subtitle movies or if you, like, are into that. I don't know. Uh, However, this is a movie that we stumbled upon one day, and it is still, hands down, one of my favorite films. So I recommend those two movies to you. But other than that... Really enjoy what you both are doing on the podcast. Um, I kind of like that there's a theme, but every episode is different. And it's really awesome to see your growth and progression of each episode. And that you're really getting your thing down. I also just really appreciate the conversations you both are having on the podcast. Um I think people need to have conversations on those topics more. They're hard conversations to have. However, in this day and age, I think they are the most important things we should be talking to one another about. So I thank you. Thank you for having these talks and being willing to be vulnerable and put them out there. So thanks, Jasmine, for those kind words. Thank you, Jasmine. Um, so Midsommar, I don't know if it's Midsummer or Midsommar, I'm not sure, but that's the, the movie she's talking about. It, it looks very creepy, but it's the same guy who directed The Witch and Hereditary. The Witch was that movie we saw with that goat, that Black Peter goat. Okay. Do you remember that movie? Not really. It was like this, it kept going to these creepy shots of this goat. Okay. You don't remember it? And not- these were like these little like kids and it was all creepy. It was like Pilgrim Times kind of. It didn't really lead up to anything. <laughs> no, it didn't lead. That's kind of the theme of his movies. They don't really lead up to anything. Yeah. So, um, and just like that other movie. So that's the next thing I want to talk about. Because Jasmine loves Hereditary, as she just said. And Hereditary, I was super hype about it. Because I wanted to watch it. Because she said it was really good. So we watched it. And uh, so I guess spoiler alert. Because we're going to talk about how it ends. So Hereditary, there's like this creepy little girl. And 
it's kind of sad because they got this actress who just looks really creepy and I feel bad for this girl. Like they the casting call was probably like, we need a good little girl who looks super creepy. <laughs> and so they hired her. Oh shit. Oh yeah. I kind of, <laughs> it's, it's going to come back to you as I'm explaining. All right. And her mom is played by Tony Collette and she's like an artist who makes these little like doll houses. Right. But I her doll, the, the houses she recreates are like, just like her own house. Right. And so it's like kind of this weird thing. And I thought before I saw this movie, I thought the whole movie was going to be about this creepy little girl. So I was very excited that this movie was about this creepy girl, but she gets murked out in like the first half hour. Right. You remember how she dies? I don't remember how she dies. Okay. So she's got a, like a nut allergy and her <laughs> mom makes her, her brother take her to this party and her brother takes her to this party and uh everyone's it's like a high school party everyone's right i remember she going yeah her you remember how she dies <laughs> okay so anyways she's got an allergy she's a snicker she eats like a like a brownie or something and she starts going into oh, anaphylaxis yeah. she starts getting into anaphylaxis and he was hella faded he was already getting he was getting, i think he was getting faded yeah yeah so anyway so he he drives her he's trying to get her to the hospital or get her home or something so he's got her in the back of the car and she's freaking out in the back, and they're driving down the road, and she sticks her head out the window. Yeah, and her, she gets decapitated. <laughs> that shit was ill. But, like, the weird part was it's, like, her brother, like, left the body in the car. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Weird, because he was really hot. Like, I don't yeah. really know, but then the mom finds the body. It's this whole thing. Um... But the movie's not even really about, yeah, it's like I said, it's not about the creepy little girl. It's about, like, her relationship, uh, her mom's, Tony Collette's character's relationship with her mom. And her mom's, like, kind of really creepy. Yeah, it was weird as fuck. Whole bunch of, like, weird kind of slow, but nothing's really happening. Nothing is happening at all. Until the very end when, is it the sun? goes up to like the treehouse and they're having some yes, kind of satanic, satanic ritual. ritual yeah it seems like this guy has a like is really into that whole kind of satanic kind of slow creepy stuff i would have hated to write a paper about that damn movie in high school yeah but so this new movie mid <laughs> midsummer i want to show will i want to show will but some thanks. pictures of it because the setting does look really cool so jasmine was saying that the setting of this movie is kind of like its own character so I want to show you like the the some of the scenes because it's kind of like these weird kind of it's very brightly colored like these women in flower crowns kind of weird Nordic dresses and stuff. Yeah. So I am interested to see that's the thing with these movies is they're so not your typical horror movies that I'm probably going to watch it either way just because it's interesting to me. So even if I'm not really happy with the way it ends, I still kind of want to see it just because uh, gotcha. I want to see something different. Got your hooks. So. Yeah. So that was hereditary. So now you don't have to see it if you don't like scary movies. And that's already what happens. Because everyone was saying how good that movie was. But I will. I would like to see Midsummer. Um, so yeah, thanks, Jazz, for the recommendations. Yeah, thank you, Jasmine. Well, that is the end of the show. Yes, indeed. Um, thanks for listening. Yes. We appreciate the support. Um, we appreciate the feedback yes. and the questions. If you would like to send stuff to us, you can type it out or you can send voice notes. That's pretty been pretty fun to hear people's voices. Um, chypocritepod at gmail.com. And that's C-H-Y-P-O-C-R-I-T-E pod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. Or you could send us a DM on Instagram, same name, all that groovy stuff. Yep. Okay, bye.